0: Travel Wednesday on the hard shoulder.
1: In association with Ryanair, Europe's number one airline. Offering more choice, low fares, great care.
0: What a classy start to our travel slot. That was, as as you plebs out there will know, uh, from Carmen. Habanera by Bizet, for those of you who uh, are into your classical music. And the reason we played that is that today's travel inspiration from Michelle Jackson of the novel Traveller is we're off. Headed to Seville. Remember everything that I discuss with Michelle can be checked out on her website dot w all one word com. Welcome Hi, Michelle.
1: Oh. It's just, it's, it's, I'd say it's great to be back when you've been, you know, rejuvenated after such a a lovely break in one of, I have to say, Europe's most beautiful cities. All right. It was my first. So, first of all,
0: how big is Seville? It's
1: quite big now. It has a population of about 700 within, you know, the centre of the city, but it spreads out. 700,000? Yeah, 700,000, and about 1.5 million overall. You see, it is the capital of Andalusia, and um, Al Andalusia. That's in the south, is it? It is, yeah. It's it's just literally that area that spreads across from the uh, border with Portugal right across the bottom of, of the Iberian Peninsula. Oh. But Al-Andalus was the name given to Muslim Iberia and this was governed by the Moors between 711 and 1492. And it was, all, it was a really powerful domain and it stretched forward right all the way into France. But the Caliphate of Cordoba was a centre of great culture for five centuries, while the rest of Europe had the Huns and the Goths and the, the Vandals, and they were all raping and pillaging all around Europe. There was fantastic prosperity going down there. And it was a, a caliphate. So, you know, predominantly Moorish rule, but the Christians and the Jews all worked there, you know, relatively from history in harmony together. And, you know, building libraries and um, improving on craftsmanship and all that
0: uh, Is it's, it very hot down yeah, there? Well,
1: well, well it is actually it's actually I believe one of the hottest cities in Europe um, it's it's set on the Guadalquivir River and um I believe I was speaking to one of the, the tour guides there and she said it hit 50 degrees during the, the recent heat wave So was you it, might be better to go off season? I, I think so it, you know it's regularly um, over 40 degrees at And the how warm of would it summer. be in the winter? Well now I I was wearing my shorts and my string t-shirt and I was delighted But with should you go around in your bikini <laughs> Coming
0: into this studio, I wouldn't mind that. I
1: don't feel the cold the same, I suppose. All right, so it's, was, it's warm,
0: and absolutely. even in the winter, it's and relatively. You can,
1: oh, absolutely. It'll dip down to 16 degrees in December and January, but it's a great climate.
0: All right, you well, know. when Michelle was over in Seville last week, she met up with Claire Burns, a friend from Ireland who's been living there for over 15 years, and uh, she asked Claire, when is the best time to go to Seville?
2: Definitely early spring. Um, Holy Week, Semana Santa as it's called here. It's, um, it's interesting, the whole town basically uh, uh, comes alive with all the processions, and it's just interesting to see the weather is starting to get nice. Um, the city smelling of uh, orange blossom, absolutely covered in orange trees, so that's what you smell all over the city when you come, it starts to heat up. And then when the oranges start to fall, they don't get collected anymore. And when the cars drive over them, that's all you smell. The, the, and the heat and the orange blossom and the mixture of this orange is really fantastic. And also just after a couple of weeks after the Easter uh, week is uh, usually the fair in Seville. And it's the um, a huge celebration here. And they have the traditional music and uh, the costumes and everyone dressed up. And it really is worth, worth seeing. Well, well, now, Ivan, I thought you needed
1: a little taste of Seville, you know, because you've been here in the miserable weather. Yeah. So here, here, here in my little bag, yeah. I have... That's a Seville orange. Some, oh, I have, no. I, have, I, have, I was going to get you some socks covered in oranges, but right. then that caught my eye in the airport. This so is some distilled I, gin. This is distilled gin gin with a taste and flavour of Seville and the oranges. So I just but this is so
0: kind of it. Like distilled gin, I won't drink it all between now and seven well, o'clock. Trem but might the, have some. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep it away from our, our researcher Roisin because she has a problem with gin. But anyway, the point about it is the, the trees, they she was saying there about the leaves. How yeah, the They're orange, split, are they?
1: No, no, the leaves are in two parts and that's how you can tell the bitter oranges from the oranges that you'll eat with your breakfast or you'll make orange juice out of. These are very bitter. They are hanging everywhere, all along the boulevards, they're all not in suitable the parks. to eat. No, they're what you make the marmalade, marmalade from. And as Claire um, said, there they don't even collect them anymore. So that lovely aroma is in the air from around February, from the harvesting oh. January, February. So, so she
0: really recommended springtime. Yeah, now absolutely. talk to me about the best way to get to Seville.
1: Well, we are very fortunate in Dublin to have direct flights with Ryanair there, and they run all winter. Um, I think it's a Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, um, and th- they will pick up in the summer. I just checked for March and I found a fair 65 euro each way so that's not too bad. But you can also get there very easily from Faro or Malaga. So flying into Portugal it's about two hours going east or if you're in Malaga flying into Malaga it's about two hours northwest. Would you
0: do hire a car? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, I definitely would. And you know you can drive around fairly easily and they seem quite mannerly compared to you know right. central Europe. What about Transfer? food? Uh, oh well now food. Oh my goodness. I just love the Spanish food and the tapas are a must try. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know who they are by now can't believe it, but they're small bite-sized portions of vegetables and meat. And actually, they originated um, in down here when King Alfonso X was ill and he couldn't eat much. So he, he was given uh, a few morsels of food to see how he felt, and it became very trendy. I think he had a lisp as well, and that's why the Spanish have the little lisp, you know, when they speak. So, so what what, would, yeah, what so, sort of
0: thing would you get in tapas? Well, well,
1: favourite tapas are the patatas bravas, which are the potatoes cut into cubes with the tomato sauce. Tunas and shrimps feature as well, very, very very highly and goat's cheese and um, also th- there's uh, chickpeas and spinach there- there's loads of different traditional Moorish dishes so um, and for the a sweet tw- tooth oh well- the churros are the must. And they're the very churros? cheap. What the are churros, churros? They're like big, long doughnuts. And you dip them into thick, syrupy hot chocolate. Ch- hot chocolate now that you wouldn't eat on its own because it's really, really, um, it's quite bitter. But it's beautiful with the churros. And you dip them in and, and, and they're very, very cheap. You'll pick them up for like 2 for for
0: the okay, whole OK, well, while, works, while yeah. you were on your tour in, in Seville, you met up with Maria, a local Did, yeah. tour guide. She yeah. recommends the best places to eat. I don't think I'm mistaken if I tell you practically the whole ground floor of Seville is a restaurant. It's bar of shops. There's one the oldest one, you would find it in number one Calle Alondiga. El Rinconcillo is called you got the best jamon ever there. Just go there. But after that I, I mean you would I would I would I wouldn't recommend one because there are so many old ones and so many new ones being open continuously. I would recommend to people that visit I would, there's one thing that I would recommend is tapas for sure because you will taste all the variety of our traditional food here not just the jamon or chorizo but also the uh, chickpeas with the spinach which is a old uh, Moorish tra- uh, recipe. Any particular restaurant and uh, any particular yeah, yeah. dish? Well, well, well the, the El
1: Reconcilio that, that Maria mentioned there is particularly famous but as she said We just walked around and there were beautiful tapas bars after tapas bars
2: take your 50, pick, yeah. three, I
1: mean, they're just everywhere. And um, I particularly went, to, went, went to, to one in the old town. But, you know, they're, they're all over. Now, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very easy city to get around to. And you might have heard there in the, in the distance, there was a little horse and carriage going by. That's a lovely, novel way as well to get around. There were people,
0: oh. €45. Euros. Is it like in I Killarney, went, the Jarvis, they rip oh you not, off? It's though? it's not no? at all. It's €45
1: for an hour. It was lovely. I did that. And it was oh, great. Right. That's one of my highlights. Well, my oh, you,
0: when you're on yeah. expenses from <laughs> Newstalk, it's not a problem. OK, where would you recommend to stay?
1: Well, now, you know, it's 3,000 years of history, so it's a fantastically spread out si- city. But the Macarena in the north is uh, is an area that's very popular. But Santa Cruz is really the tourist centre and there is loads of accommodation there, little small boutique hotels and and um, winding little passageways. Uh, it's right on the Guadalquivir and it's very colourful with the oranges and the tapered balconies. Um, it's also traces to the Jewish quarter. So it's a great city for getting around and the Triana area especially is. Beautiful. That's just across the the river. And it's the more authentic working class side of town, which might be good for kind of people who want to do Airbnbs or a little bit offbeat. It's also where flamenco apparently was Well, original. what's the flamenco? Oh, well, the flamenco. Flamenco is, is, is it a bird? authentic. It's the, <laughs> is that a flamenco? Is that a flamenco? It's the traditional music and dance of the area. Oh, they and dance got, on you the tables.
0: Know, I'm I sure remember you were when, I to <laughs> yeah. when I was minister. When I was minister after the, the banquet was over, they get up on the bloody tables and start dancing <laughs> clickety click. And, and that kind of thing. Tell yeah, me about the flamenco. A,
1: yeah, well, it's, it's, it's an expressive art form and it's, it's very emotional and very fiery and um, it comes straight from the heart and starts off usually with a um, musician, a guitarist playing and then a singer joins in and then usually a key dancer and the, the dance troupe then will, will kind of in, be included. And then the castanets come in. You have to have the castanets. You know, the click, click, click. All right. And it's that fantastic. Is there watch? men and women? Yes, there is. There is indeed. Um, I, and, and I did go to see one... Um, When I was there, it was absolutely amazing. And I took a little snippet for you as well.
0: All right, let's hear how you got on, all in the interest of research. Of
3: course, of course.
0: you can feel the flamenco Can't you? there they're building and, up and hear that the hear So that I I'm talking to Michelle Jackson of the who's just returned from Seville and she is providing us with an A to Z of what to enjoy when you're in uh, uh, uh. so we we've done the eating we've done the drinking and you brought me a beautiful bottle of this Flor de Sevilla distilled gin it's called Tanqueray?
1: Oh, it was tankery. it's Tanqueray. It's gym, but it's got tankery all the Sevilla oranges oh, in it. Oh, so absolutely. You can have your well, I'm tonight. on my third
0: glass at this day, so <laughs> it's not easy. Keep up. So what are the must-see sites? Yeah.
1: Well, I actually met a lovely tour guide, Naomi, and she brought me round on a walking tour. And the key place you must see is the Alcazar, the Royal Alcazar Palace. And Now, you must buy your tickets online for this because it can get very booked out at the height of summer. And this is where you will learn the intricate history between the Christianity and the Islamic. Now, life it, it, it was called Ishbila this area, when it was under Moorish rule. And it was where Enlightenment thrived, as I said before, between the 8th and the 13th centuries. You have arts, maths, science and everything. And she brought me around all the rooms, explained what was going on. And it was beautiful Mudajar style of art. Now, the Mudajar is when the Christians took on the Moorish style and they mixed the two together. So you've got lots of lovely repeated patterns and scripts and... Uh, in very, very beautiful architecture, and um, the gardens are spectacular, especially, and they're all laid out very symmetrically. And you've got your orange trees going everywhere. So Queen Isabel actually built a chapel in this where she administered the travels to the New World, and there's there's paintings of Christopher Columbus there, and there's, there's an awful lot going on. But as I was heading around, I nearly went to my ear for news talk on my research because I wasn't looking down; I was looking at the beautiful oh. ceilings. And uh, at your age at now, a, you can easily <laughs> take to a, be a or break I need, st- hip or I need like a that. stick. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped drinking the gin with the exactly. oranges. Uh, well, well.
0: Yeah. So, so we we have a clip here of Naomi. She was yeah. a travel guide. Was uh, yeah, she? and she
1: t- took me through the rooms, and she was taking me through a room that was used in the filming of Game of Thrones. And it was kind of it was a very important um, and scene who's Peter in Game of the cruel. Cr- well,
3: well, she'll tell you who he was, now. he was a bit of a devil. He was the king of Castilla not Spain, because the peninsula was divided. I don't remember the exact years when King, when Peter was the king. He killed his half-brothers and sisters, because he was always afraid that one of them could take the throne. Actually, actually the city was also kind of divided. Some people supported the Trastamara family, the half-brother, and others supported Peter. So that's why he was also afraid that one day some of them could take the throne. At the end, one of the half brothers, the only one alive at the end took the throne and killed Peter. Right, Enrique. That was the first one in the Trastámara family, the same family that will bring us later Isabella the Catholic Queen, the Queen who helped Christopher Columbus, who made the Reconquered, the Reconquest of Granada, who got married with Ferdinand from Aragon and unified both kingdoms. So, it was a very important moment in history.
0: That's the story of Peter the Cruel. Uh, was this all in yeah. the Jewish quarter?
1: It, it, yes, it was. And um, we went for a walk through the beautiful r- labyrinthine streets. They were th- There's a little trail, actually, you can an follow. An trail, is yeah, it? yeah, it's an opera trail where there are little brass discs on the ground and you can see that this is kind of the site where Carmen is set or where Don Juan is set and um, of course The barber of Seville The most famous
3: well, one of all Well of course
0: Wexford is the home of opera uh, internationally but yeah. let's hear about the operas in Seville
3: there are more than 100 operas inspired in the city of Sevilla. One of them is Carmen, the Gypsy lady who worked at the tobaccos factory. And in this street called Huderia, which means uh, Jewish quarter or Jewish community, the scene when Carmen runs away from the soldiers takes place. Okay, There are two more that are very famous, like Don Giovanni and the barber of Seville.
0: All right, no, it's an it's, it's incredibly cultured city. Anything else that's a must-see yeah. or do?
1: Well, uh, uh, the Metropole Parasol is a structure. I mean, you, I don't know if you'd call it a, a sculpture or a structure because it's, it's absolutely enormous and it's built in an old square. And underneath it are Roman ruins and Moorish ruins as well. And, and built above it then is like this plateau. And then there are these five pillars which are mushroom-like um, a, a walkway. It's like, like a boardwalk in the air. And they call them les sietas, which is mushrooms because they look like mushrooms. And it was, it's the largest wooden structure in the world. It cost about £100 million to make and went about two years over budget. But it's definitely a must-see and there's fabulous tapas bars underneath. I had my lunch there under one of them. And the cathedral is also the second largest in Europe and it is, the former minaret is now the Bell Tower, the Giralda. That's one of the most famous, you know, pictures and sites you'll of of Seville and that's definitely What's the, the expo? You know, the, the, well the, it had an expo uh, in 1992 uh, most recently um, but the expo in 1929 was particularly famous because it was where they gathered together all the American um, colonies and, and, and countries that they had you know been to and you know raped and pillaged I such but, but they, they brought them back and they built these beautiful plazas and beautiful buildings and it was like a cross-curricular um, experiment in architecture between the Americas and be left behind are some of the most beautiful buildings. Um one I really recommend you see is the Plaza de España, which is where Star Wars was filmed okay. as well. Yeah. Any negatives? Yeah. Well, now do you know what? I love getting on a little cruise boat and so going I. up and down the river. The Thames, When you're in the Thames, the, the Paris, the Seine, the, CN, the Seine. CN, the Seine. CN, uh, uh, where was I recently? The, C- C- the, Seine. The, Seine. the Seine. The Seine. And do you remember? And in Berlin, do you remember, um, I was talking to you about that. one? Well, I had a lovely one of Cause, well, cause the because
0: Danube. Was yeah, it? No? I was on
1: the Danube, and I was indeed. So There's you know, no. Memory. But I tell you what, oh. this one i I like to have a little beer or a little glass of wine while I'm going up and down the river. And the bar was shut and oh. there was only one owl machine with a Pepsi machine and it was like one fifty for a can and you put in two seventy and you still hadn't got anything out. Oh. So I was I wasn't kinda happy with that now. As a tour it's a be- city better seen from walking at the side rather than being on the water. You know, you, you see the famous... Something very relaxing,
0: though, about a boat. And,
1: and, and you know what? In the summer as well, I'd say it's, fin- it's a fantastic relief from the hot, hot sun. So, you know, I wouldn't say write it off altogether, but I was just a bit peeve because I like to have my little beer or yeah, little No, little wine no, in no, hand. I understand, you know yourself? I understand. Now, kids... <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant for kids because you have got one of the best theme parks, best value theme parks I've been to in La Isla Magica. And that is much cheaper than your Disney's or anywhere else. It was 24 euros entrance for the full day and fantastic value. It, pirates are very much a theme and kind of adventure and, you know, swashbuckling and everything. So there's lovely... Um, you know, water rides and roller coasters, lots for the little, little ones. So again, if you are thinking of moving up for, for a day trip, you will definitely spend at least half a day there with the kids or they won't want to leave it. And um, as I mentioned, Star Wars fans will get to see in the Plaza de España the most stunning gardens. And um, this is, you can go for a little a little rowboat around around this little square. It's absolutely beautiful and picturesque. Kids will be amazed with that as well. All right. um, there's, there's, there's loads to do.
0: So... Lots of history, lots yeah. of culture, the best to eat and drink, uh, opera, a fantastic, all authentic, uh, old world type of uh, Absolutely. stuff. Tell us some of the offers.
1: Yeah. Well, now, I, I just got a little package here from Click & Go, which is very good value. This is going out Friday the 6th of March and it's staying in the four-star Derby Sevilla Hotel. And that's got a four or five-star four out of five rating on TripAdvisor and it's two seven nine per person and that's for uh three nights. That's good. Cool isn't that great? And it's the same then the four star uh Sevilla Plaza in the Plaza de Aramis and that's where your bus comes straight in if you're getting the, the plane um, from Seville Airport it goes straight in and that's only 6 euros return um, to Plaza de Aramis and that's 299 and that was a, a click and go staff pick and that's going out again that weekend as well so that's 299 per person for that hotel Right so, and, I mean, and, and, and you, you, you think really that, that level of now? stay that level of stay Oh, oh you, yeah you'll definitely fill that it'll be okay. lovely for
0: three Because you, you gave so, yeah. us a packed list of yeah, have to do things to do Absolutely all right. Well, look. It sounds reasonable value as well. Uh, can can I say that all of this is on? Not only the podcast of this, if you want to hear back, it does sound like an, uh, you know, maybe for a more mature couple, you know, want to go in the springtime. If you, you know, can they, go, you know, off, they're not at work or whatever. Go, if you
1: can go off peak, you'll always get better value as all well right, with the right. hotels. Yeah.
0: Michelle Jackson, thanks, wonderful, thanks. wonderful. Thank Enjoy you so now. much for that, <laughs> and thank you for your wonderful gift. I'll have to make sure Roisin doesn't get her nibs on that. <laughs> okay, and that's uh, your lot on today's show. And uh, my thanks to the production team, Marks. Simpson, Ashling Moore, Dan Flanagan, Alex Russo, Roisin Davis, and Julia Toreno, Michael Quilligan and Peter Malloy were on sound. Off the ball is up next. I will be on the tonight show on Virgin Media One with Matt at eleven PM tonight. For the rest of the evening, however, enjoy yourself and thank you for listening.